You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, at Doug Branson, LOH. A couple things that I want to address at the beginning of the show. One, mm-hmm. I have a different view today of Doug Branson <laughs> doing the show. I don't know if he's hyped up on this new snack creation that he made that I, as soon as I got onto Zoom, was eating right in my ear with a weird mouth gurgling sound. I don't know if he's just hyped up on the sugar of the snack that he created. I don't know if he's hyped up that the NBA is back, even without the Hornets being in the regular season that consists of eight games, the play-in tournament, or the postseason. I don't know why you're so excited, but Doug is deciding to do this show standing up today in a way that's never happened before. Um, What's going on, buddy? I'm extremely excited about the NBA being back. That's uh, why I'm standing. But I'm also standing because I did have a serious snack attack before this show. Let me tell you, and this is a snack attack hack, if I can go for the second rhyme. This is a snack attack hack. So I got a a thing of pretzels. You're a hack. Listen, I got a thing of pretzels, and then I have a ramekin. Is it ram- ramkin or ramekin? 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 Yes. No, that's th- that. All right. So I, I took some semi-sweet chocolate chips, poured it into the ramekin. I have that sitting on the counter. I take the pretzel. I dip it in some peanut butter. I use the peanut butter as an adhesive, and I just dunk it in the chocolate chips. I usually pull out about two or three chocolate chips per dunk. I eat that whole man. It's a revolution in my mouth. It is beautiful. It's like a chocolate peanut butter pretzel. It's not like that. That's exactly what it is, and it's delicious. No, you did a good job of describing it. What kind of pretzel is it? Are they, uh, now, it seems like what the best pretzel to do that with, it seems like it would be the smaller cross pretzel, but like the Snyder's, like the, the pretzel nuggets, that doesn't seem like that would be very good with what you're doing. But if I had to choose, I think I would choose... Man, it's a close call because the just having the handheld kind of stick pretzel seems great, but it doesn't seem like it would get too many chocolate chips. So I'm going with the smaller, just cr- crisscross, normal pretzel that you think of. That's the kind of pretzel I think would be the best for the snack that you're talking about. No, you're totally right. This is a question of not aerodynamics, but um, but uh, some, surface area, yeah, right? Surface area. And, and kind of the ratio of aerodynamics and surface area. Surface area, exactly. It's about surface area. The sticks don't work. You're right. The grid, the the pretzels that are like a grid that are, I think they call them stacks. Those are amazing. Oh, I forgot about that. I was talking about the nuggets, just the Snyder nuggets that you pop no, in your mouth, Snyder, right? Like just the little bites. No, Snyder nuggets don't really work well. It's a tough to, th- those are unwieldy. Yeah. Those are unwieldy. So I usually go with the little grid pretzels or uh, just your regular like uh, mini twists because the holes will hold the peanut butter. And then uh, you just dip that down and bingo, bango, zingo, zango. You've got a good snack. Anyway, the NBA's back. Yeah, the NBA is back and, and, you know, well, I guess we'll move on from one of the more important conversations we've ever had as far as what pretzel you should use for peanut butter and chocolate snack creations. The NBA is back, Doug. And you know who's not back and barely not back? It's the Charlotte Hornets because that's the kind of thing that happens to the Charlotte Hornets. That's what happens to the franchise. 
that people love so much that they tune into a podcast, a niche podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network to listen to. We don't have any playoff basketball. We don't have the eight regular season games. We don't have the play-in tournament to talk about. What we have to talk about is a season that's over and a system that pushed the Hornets out by just one spot. Well, the system... The top two... Go ahead. The system pushed the Hornets out, uh, but also the Hornets pushed the Hornets out, right? I mean, I don't really no, get... I don't really get all the complaints. I don't either, Doug. Let's talk about that, okay? So the Hornets are the 23rd team, literally the 23rd uh, third team. If you were to have ranked all of the teams the NBA would have included if they would have brought maybe 24 because 24 was a proposal out there. Instead, they decided to go with 22 teams to bring back, and the Hornets are on the outside looking in because the Eastern Conference included all of the eight playoff teams currently in and the Washington Wizards, who were just one spot ahead of the Charlotte Hornets. The Western Conference included the New Orleans Pelicans, the Portland Trailblazers, the Sacramento Kings, and the San Antonio Spurs, all who were about four games behind the eight seed in the Western Conference, like the Memphis Grizzlies. The Hornets were further back than all the other teams from that eight spot in the playoffs. So they're left out. I think this is fine, Doug. Look, would I have liked to have seen the Charlotte Hornets play playoff basketball? Yes. Me and you both agreed that there was some real value to watch the Charlotte Hornets play. Doug, I'm not even saying that they wouldn't have been a better competitor than the Washington Wizards. I think that the way the Hornets were playing at the end of the season, you could absolutely argue that that would have been a more fun matchup to watch. They would have been more competitive considering the way that they competed against the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Raptors, the Miami heat at the very end of the season. You could even argue that if you wanted to. And I don't know if I would have an argument against it. What I do have an argument with is the fact that there are people that think the Hornets got hosed or that they oh, should have friend. been included. Hold on. That's our friend Nada. He was on yesterday. He said the Hornets got hosed. So you, well, are, well, you, you decline that. Oh, I do decline that. I also go Bobby Rosinski asked that question on Rosinski and Yarborough on 730 the game. He asked that same question as well. And so I've seen that word thrown around a couple of times. I don't think that they did, Doug. I don't think that you look at that team and say that's a playoff basketball team. I don't think you do that with the Wizards either. But pretty clearly, this is a team that was way on the outside looking in. It doesn't mean that they didn't have a successful season for what we expected, what we wanted them to accomplish, what we wanted them to do. It's okay to feel good about it, such as I do, such as you do. I feel good about this Hornets team. I don't think that uh, they should have been in the postseason. I don't have any problem with them being on the outside looking in because that's not a team that I look at and say they deserved a shot, even with the unique circumstances that are presented to us with this new postseason format that we have to have because of the pandemic. Yeah, as a fan, I'm obviously disappointed that I'm not going to get to see the Charlotte Hornets play again until possibly December unless the NBA figures out some kind of mandatory camp before then for the what has now been turned by John Hollinger, I think, on The Athletic, the Delete Eight. The eight Which teams, is so good. I mean, good. my God, that's just I'm mad. Amazing. I'm mad at John Hollinger, even though he's a great member of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm mad at him for coming up with that before I did, but I will MLA cite him. I believe he is the, if he's not, let me know on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, but I think it's Hollinger, John uh, gets the credit for the Delete Eight. So I'm disappointed, and, and I think it would have been nice for this young team to get some, uh, what what is going to be really national exposure, I think that's the biggest thing they miss out on because let's let's just be clear, 
this would not be the Hornets participating in playoff basketball. I don't think the Hornets were going to, I'm not necessarily sure the Hornets were going to really compete for that final playoff spot in in the Eastern Conference. I'm just, they were playing really well at the end of the season, but there are so many variables around what's going on. And then you introduce the Hornets into those variables. So I'm talking about injury. I'm talking about infection because they've got to figure that out. So I'm, I think I'm disappointed, but it doesn't really affect the long-term trajectory of this team. So in that way, I'm just like, okay, that's fine. Moving on. Yeah, me too, Doug. And then you look at their, I'm kind of looking at their head to head matchups with the Washington wizards right now. And you you saw them uh, lose a game early on in the season. They did win one as the season went on to the midpoint. And then they lost again on January 30th. And they had another one coming up where they would have played the Washington wizards on April 11th um, as originally scheduled. And so the Washington wizards did win the head to head schedule. If you wanted to look at that, if you don't think that is relevant, then fine. The Wizards are five and a half games back of the eight seed. The Hornets are seven, a game and a half back of what the Wizards finished as the season ended. And that's with the Hornets having won a couple of games against some really tough competition. I am sad. I would have liked to have seen the Hornets play. Uh, I also understand why the NBA decided, you know what? This is going to be the line that we draw as far as teams being allowed back. And I also understand this, that the Hornets lottery odds are locked in. So they are locked in with the eighth best lottery odds. They they cannot get worse than that. Now, a team uh, that does not make the playoffs, whether that's Washington or whoever they play in the play-in tournament, I believe the, the Nets are the eighth seed currently, um, they, they no, it's would... the Magic. I'm sorry, the Magic. Um, so they would have... Well, I guess the Nets could fall into that playoff or the the play-in tournament. But anyway. The Nets are a half a game above the Magic for so, the seven seed right now. Right. All the top six seeds are locked for the for the playoffs gotcha. as uh, the 76ers, the six seed, 39 and 26. Okay, so one of those teams, Nets, Magic, Wizards. Now, they could technically fall into the lottery and then jump the Hornets. So they still, even though they get invited to Orlando, they still could get a top four pick, which has some people a little riled, including our friend David Walker, who thinks there should be a tiered lottery system where the the eight teams, the Elite Eight, actually get a better shot at the top four team. What do you think about that? Um, I like it. I haven't thought too much about it. You put me on the spot for that idea. I was ready to move on to something different, but I don't mind that idea at all. I really don't mind the way that the lottery is set up right now, any, uh, the way that it changed just what we saw from the last NBA draft lottery, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't mind what it is currently, but sure, David Walker wants to institute that plan as well. I'm here. He's a OG of the show. I'm here to agree with it. I'm sorry I put you on the spot. I've had a lot of sugar. <laughs> you have had a lot of sugar. And I'm glad that the NBA found a way to come back. Of course, health and safety is that our top priority. Hopefully they can carry on the good, uh, good practices in order to ensure the health and safety of everybody, but they are giving us a condensed version of the NBA season. Doug, it's almost like Blinkist came in and said, okay, this is going to be what the NBA season looks like after the fact. I'm, I'm really glad you brought up Blinkist because I love mm-hmm. it. It's like one of the, my favorite apps on my phone right now. I'm using it to study philosophy. Like I'm geeking out about Plato and Aristotle. This is just a time to think. This is a time where we're all thinking about a lot of stuff. So I'm using Blinkist. Uh, let me tell you about it. It's the most useful app on my phone. It's one of the ultimate life hacks. 
Essentially, Blinkist is, is really unique. It works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser. It takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer that's just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA, try it for free, and you get 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial, and you're also going to save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. You created a pretty impressive snack. The only snack I can think of that is better, though, Doug, and it's healthier for you. That's Built Bar. Mm -hmm. It's the best tasting bar. It's real chocolate. They have amazing flavors, kind of taste like a candy bar. It has great texture. And speaking of the health benefits, not only does it have the great taste, it has an amazing combination of low calorie, high protein, and low sugar. There's no crazy additives either. If you compare it to the most popular men's bar, it is half the calories, seven times the fewer carbs, seven times the fewer sugar grams, Doug, take note, and more protein. How can it be that good for you and taste that good? You're just going to have to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off of your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. Doug is dancing in front of me because he had a a snack that had too much sugar in it. Built Bar is not that. This is the Built Bar dance. This is a Built Bar boogie, baby. (laughs) BuiltBar.com. Locked on is the promo code. It doesn't matter if you squish it together or you separate it by a space. Locked on and you can get $10 off of your first box again at www.BuiltBar.com. How do we like the NBA's plan to return with 22 teams? What do we dislike about the plan? We talk about it next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I love leftovers, by the way. Huge leftover guy. Oh, man. Dinner, dinner for lunch. I love that. Leftover dinner. Swing it into a lunch, maybe even to a breakfast if you're feeling goosey. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. I have lost all control of Doug. He's going back for the snack. He is biting the pretzel as we speak. I did not see you go for the dip, but you did go for the pretzel. Not only did you go for the pretzel, you danced on your way to go get the pretzel as you are high on life, you're high on snacks, you're high on sugar, you're high on the NBA returning. Little the pretzel, NBA is little, returning, little Doug. Pirouette. Um, go ahead. I, I just said I was, amazing. Doing, I was doing a little pretzel pirouette. Yeah, I like it. I heard you. Did you repeat that so I would laugh at it? Did you want me to laugh at your alliteration? Is that what well, listen, we've had to do this over Zoom for a long time. I don't know if you can hear me or not. So I just repeat myself. The top now. 16. Yes, I, I can. I just I decided to move on from that one. So here's the NBA's plan to return, Doug. It's the top 16 teams in the Eastern and Western conferences, and they will be joined by the teams currently within six games of eighth place in the two conferences. As I mentioned before, Those teams will include the New Orleans Pelicans, the Portland Trailblazers, the San Antonio Spurs, the Sacramento Kings, Phoenix Suns, and the Washington Wizards. So they're going to play eight regular season games. And by the end of the eight regular season games, they will then have the play-in tournament. The play-in tournament will include the number eight and number nine teams in each conference. If the ninth seed finishes the regular season within four games of the eighth seed, then in that case, the number nine seed would need to beat the number eight seed twice to earn the playoff berth 
while the number eight seed would need just one win from the two potential games. I don't know how comparable this is, but Doug, when I read that, I kind of think of the Minnesota Timberwolves and Denver Nuggets last game of the regular season a couple of years ago where they had all the tiebreakers pretty much exactly of equal value. They had one play in game to see who would make the tournament and it would be the Minnesota Timberwolves that it would eventually get the eight seed. I kind of think of that, but um, a pretty interesting way of deciding things. And given the amount of teams that are in here, Doug, I don't mind this plan. Do you have any problems with the plan that they decided to go with? Uh, it sounds a little confusing when you say it out loud, but the NBA and all of the commentators will have plenty of time to educate us because the season doesn't start until July 31st. And then I think now they're saying 16-day regular season, five or six games a day heading into that play-in tournament. So I, I suppose by then... I'll have it all down. I don't really have a problem with it. It seems like some people do. Zach Lowe is absolutely losing his mind about Phoenix and Washington being included. Uh, I guess he just wanted 20 teams. Well, yeah, see, I'm okay with that. You know, like if that's the problem that you have, if we were to say, okay, the Hornets aren't included and you wanted to put the Suns and the Wizards of somewhat close to equal value, then cool. I'm, I'm here to cut some of the teams. One, it only helps the health risk. I mean, having fewer teams would only help the health risk. And when they're preaching, needing to bring as much safety precautions as possible, that would be certainly a safety precaution. Also, the Suns and the Wizards would allow there to be 20 teams. And I think that's enough to have to bring back the NBA in some kind of form. And the Suns and Wizards aren't necessarily playoff teams to me, Doug. And it's not like even included in the three and a half game back teams like the Trailblazers and the Pelicans and all those teams, including the Spurs, who are just a little bit further back. Like, I, I'm here for that criticism if you want to bring it. But given the 22 teams that they are going to include, just the kind of scheduling that they have, I don't have any problem with the scheduling. I don't have any problem with the idea that they have of what you have to do to get to the play-in tournament to then have a chance to get to the postseason. I, I imagine that the reason we have the number of teams that we do and that we're including the number of teams that we are including is because the NBA had to come up with some kind of rationale to include some teams and not include others. And they came up with this statistic that said, you know, statistically, if you're this many games back, then you really don't have a shot at getting the eighth seed with these many games remaining. And so that's the reasoning they came up with. I don't honestly I don't think two teams is going to significantly increase the risk that is already there. The NBA has already said by just doing this at all, they've said that, you know, they've said metaphorically that they are willing to risk the health and safety of their players, coaches and anyone else involved in putting this together in order to uh, get the revenue that they're going to get from this event. And so when you do that, when you say, okay, that's it, that's what we're going to, going to do, then I'm not sure that 20, 22, 24, if they had just done 16, I don't, I honestly, I don't think it would have mattered. So I'm okay with whatever they're throwing at us at this point. I just, I don't understand yeah. what I don't understand. I understand sort of being like, okay, cause that's what I am. I don't understand just being vehemently against this idea. Um, I'm with you on that. I am not extremely angry at this idea, although you are doing everything with a bunch of fervor right now. The, the, the dancing that you do. I like the standing. The I, this might happen more. I just feel there's an energy that's coming from me right now via the stand. I just my blood is moving right now. I'm, I'm feeling it. 
Yeah, you do have the equipment that allows you to do so. I've thought about, I can't do it here. I have to sit down. I don't have a mic that either hangs or is big enough to reach my height if I stand up. But at the station I do, I might try to implement that a little bit more. Doug, you mentioned uh, the coaches, the players all coming back. Well, there was a comment from Adam Silver who said, quote, I think one of the things we know, we've learned a lot about the virus since we shut down in March. Uh, and the data, it's demonstrating that for the most part, and there are exceptions, man, get to the point, Adam Silver. I don't even know why we decided to go with this exact quote. He says, that is, it is healthy young people that are the least vulnerable. But there are also people involved in this league, particularly some of the coaches, who are obviously older people. And we also know people at any age who have underlying conditions are most vulnerable. He would also go on to say, so we're going to have to work through protocols that maybe, for example, certain coaches may not be able to be the bench coach. Whoa. Doug, what is that mean to you when you talk about some of the coaches that are 65 and older, those coaches would include Greg Popovich at 71, Mike D'Antoni at 69 and Alvin Gentry nice. at 65. Yeah, I was waiting for it. So all three of those coaches are 65 or older. What, how in the world do you try to figure out exactly what you do as a company, as an entity, you don't want anything awful happening to some of the older coaches in the NBA, older people involved with, your company to have something awful happen to them would be bad. It <laughs> would be as, as bad as it could be. And then you have Alvin Gentry out here saying, no, but this is my team. I want to be a part of this. How do you police that Doug? Or do you police that? Oh, you got the players union. You've got the coaches union. Where's the AARP union. I mean, somebody has got to get out there and this flash their AARP guard and go, Hey, I've got some rights here. I can coach my team. Uh, but no, seriously, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, Rick Carlisle, I believe, who is the president or the 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 in the leadership of the coaches union, has already some kind of authority figure. Some yeah. kind of something is <laughs> we get it right here. Uh, I think um, he has already said that he's spoken with Adam Silver and gotten some clarification on that. So I don't, I don't know if that's. I think maybe Adam's trying to walk that back now. But what it says is that there's there's still. So much that they've got to think out and figure out and probably adjust to on the fly as news develops. Uh, this, this is the whole thing. It's making me nervous. I don't know exactly what this is going to look like or how it's going to go. Um, it's, it's going to be uh, one of the most dramatic things I've ever watched on television. Rick Carlisle, just to clarify, is the president of the NBA's Coaches Association. That's what so he did get in touch with Adam Silver. Yeah, and he did walk those comments back because he doesn't want to go full throttle on a decision and say, oh, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're all thinking. But I think the point still stands. Like, I'm interested in having the larger discussion exactly about what you decide to do with these coaches as well, Doug, as the, the, the mention of the asterisk, the value that we put on these champions, right? Like if there's not the head coach that's on the bench with your team, if they decide to go with an assistant coach and they lose, uh, how much value, how much value is diminished because of that. And then we have the question of the asterisk as far as if a team has maybe a few people that catch the virus on that specific team, is there going to have to be a forfeit? Does the team automatically move on? And then that team's value of a championship is diminished. Those are the kind of questions that I'm also interested in trying to figure out a way to answer. Okay, great. I've got an answer for you. Are you ready? I think I know what's coming, but I still am ready for it. Think about this. Bubble within the bubble for the older coaches. And I'm not talking about 
a metaphorical bubble. I'm talking about an actual bubble that we slide Coach Pop into that will protect him. He has to wear it at all times, and he's in this bubble that protects him from any kind of infection. And if they're worried about a certain player, put him in a bubble. While he's I've been playing. wrong a lot on this podcast. I've never been more wrong than when I said, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I've never been more wrong than me putting that out there. Doug, tell the people uh, why they need to support Rock Auto and why Rock Auto is something that we value here on the Lockdown Hornets You podcast. can even sponsor the bubble. I mean, there's an idea. If Rock Auto <laughs> wants to get involved in that, sponsor the bubble that we put uh, Coach Pop or Alvin Gentry into. Now, rockauto.com is really great. Rockauto.com is a family business. They're serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. You know, one reason that you would repair or maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage, food, all of those other expenses that you have. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and save a bunch of money? They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet for your car. Whether it's your classic or your daily driver, you can get anything you need in just a few easy clicks. That's what I love about the rockauto.com website. It's like super simple. There's not, there's it's just, you just put your part, you put your part in, you do your search, it all pops up and you save a bunch of money. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in the how did you hear about us box. That's going to help our show if you write locked on when you go to buy a part from there so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You can find it all at rockauto.com. We remember the Charlotte Hornets 2019-2020 season in the final segment here of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Of an angel. This is Locked On Hornets. Segway. It's called a radio segway. Well, and and I saw I'm feeling better, by the way, if you didn't notice. I didn't want, you know, I'm I'm a little bit of a private person, so I don't talk about my health issues often on the show. Um, But now I'm healthy, and I think people are going to notice a change in me today. So I just wanted to kind of go ahead and get that out of the way um, that Doug is unleashed on this show today. So watch out. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. I continue not to be ready for anything Doug does, certainly visually, as he smiled as that was playing. He smiled. He reached for the jar of Jif peanut butter, and he basically showed me the logo like I knew what that was going to be about. I, I, don't, I don't know what that is for, Doug. I, I know it's for your snack. I don't know why you got excited to grab the Jif. Well, because I wanted to show you how big this thing of Jif is. So we're doing um, the online uh, ordering of groceries, and then you go and pick it up from the store. You know, it's, it's a little bit safer in these weird times, right? Um, so sometimes they will do replacements if they don't have the thing that uh, you try to order. And so we ordered just a regular human size uh, jar of peanut butter. And instead they gave us this giant, what you like, this Costco size Jif peanut butter. I've got peanut butter for the next seven years. 
Yeah, it doesn't look that big to me. I mean, how that you're saying that's a Costco size? You know, I mean, I how many sandwiches are? I should have known that you were going to say that because you are a giant. So of course, I mean, you could, (laughs) you know, you could spin this around your finger, you know, for us, normal size people, this is a giant jar of peanut butter. Yes. You hear the Harlem Globetrotters theme song. When I spin that on my finger throughout the aisles of Costco, I'm walking and spinning all sorts of items in bulk on my finger, like metal arc lemon. That's what I'm deciding to do with my items. How about that reference for you, Doug metal arc lemon for you. Um, Doug, you have a place that people can go to visit to get their refund for their games. There are no longer going to be any more Hornets homes game, uh, home games. They are gone from us. They were taken from us too soon. We thought maybe we would get some kind of game back. It wasn't going to be at the Spectrum Center, though. So how would people that paid for season tickets or wanted to go to the last 10 home games, how would they get their money back? Uh, this comes courtesy of the Charlotte Observer and Rick Bennell. Uh, so with the Hornet season over, uh, you can still get refunds. If you bought the tickets through Ticketmaster, uh, phone, internet, mobile app, however you did it, you should automatically receive that refund by July 3rd. I guess you can reach out to them if you do not. Uh, if you bought them at the box office, I don't know who does that anymore. I mean, who actually walks up to the box office at Spectrum Center and buys tickets. If you did that, uh, go to, first of all, put yourself in a bubble because <laughs> I think you may be at risk for uh, this pandemic. And then email arenainfo at hornets.com to receive your refund information. All right, Doug, if the NBA was a high school, they called their social, they handed out all of their yearbooks and the Charlotte Hornets come up to you. They open it up to the comments page and they ask you to write what you'll remember about them in the 2019-2020 season. What would you write in their yearbook? Totally, absolutely, fundamentally, not what I expected. I mean, honestly, I mean, this team from the jump, uh, summer league into the preseason, into the regular season, consistently surprised me, whether it was uh, Devontae Graham suddenly becoming an aggressive offensive player, three-point shooter, go-to guy at the end of games, game-winning shot maker, whether it was Terry Rozier sharing the basketball, going to the off-guard position, seeding some of the responsibilities that I have to assume he thought he would completely have replacing Kimball Walker, or P.J. Washington, a player I thought was going to be completely boring and we would not know anything about by season's end. Instead, I'm wrong. He's a starter and looks like he could be uh, at least a valuable role player in the future, if not a possible star in the making. Yeah, I think we found out a lot about a lot of the different players. And I think that matters when you're talking about a rebuild. What kind of players do you want to have going forward, at least to extend an opportunity for them to hit their ceiling with your organization rather than a different organization? And I think you want to know what you are okay with getting rid of. I think we found out that PJ Washington has a pretty high ceiling in this league. I don't think that it's going to be this PJ Washington superstar that is going to hit the NBA. But what I do think is this is going to be a guy that maybe has multiple all-star appearances or is always in the hunt for an all-star appearance. I think that's a ceiling that PJ Washington could hit. That's worth um, holding on to for a while. Devonte Graham, I think can uh, has shown that he can be at minimum, Doug, at minimum, a guy that comes off of the bench and can be an offensive explosion for you. What I really think is a more comfortable assessment of him is that he can be a starting point guard in the NBA, especially with his facilitating ability, where we all 
fell in love with his three-point shot in the first half of the season, his facilitating ability and his lack of turnovers. Like I think he did a pretty good job of running the offense last year. Terry Rozier, somebody that exceeded expectations at the two guard spot. The bad things that we found out, Doug, we found out that Dwayne Bacon is not a guy that I expect to be a part of this organization going forward. It's been a weird roller coaster, young career for Dwayne Bacon that started the first game of his NBA tenure. Steve Clifford put him out there as a second round pick to start because of Nick Batum's absence. And we thought that at the beginning of this season, he was going to be a guy that could could be the leading scorer of this team alongside Terry Rozier because of Borrego's comments and what we saw from preseason. There were some measures of analytics that had Dwayne Bacon as literally the worst offensive basketball player by the first 10, 15, 20 games of the season. And then at the end, after he got called back up from the G League, Doug, Borrego had no interest in putting him in the game when we saw legitimate time from the Martin Twins, when we saw legitimate time from Jalen McDaniels, another second round pick. We found out that the history of Mitch Kupchak finding some type of value in the second round with the Los Angeles Lakers organization, that's shown itself here with the Charlotte Hornets. We found that out as well. I liked this season a lot. I found a lot of entertainment. This was a fun basketball team to watch where Kimba Walker used to be the guy that was the sole source of entertainment for that Charlotte Hornets team. We found a lot of sources of entertainment with the Charlotte Hornets team. And I look back fondly on the 2019, 2020 season that I thought was going to bring me a lot of despair. Wow. That was a long eulogy. I really milked it there. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for. Uh, I mean, I mean, nothing. You got nothing on that. Is all that good for you, Doug? I mean, it was long, but did you find it substantial? I mean, I need to start. I need to go back and reread it. I mean, you just uh, you laid a bibliography in front of me. Um, I don't know. I mean, all right, Blinkist will take care of it. Let's end the show today. Blinkist will take care of it. You can go catch it on Blinkist if you want to, and find all of the notes from the eulogy on the Charlotte Hornets season. Uh, One thing. We, we should address that there is going to be Charlotte Hornets media availability on Monday. Correct, Doug? Do you have any more details that you would like to share? Well, Cupcheck and Borrego are both going to make themselves available to the media on Monday. Uh, so our show on Monday will probably be a little late, uh, but we'll bring you coverage of that on Monday's show. So check it out. Subscribe. Goodness Tell gracious. a friend. Wrap, wrap it up, dude. Seriously. All right. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Hornets. Thanks again to Built Bar for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, so much more a part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again on Monday. <laughs>